Hello, people. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I'm late, and we're going to have a chit-chat about that, actually. Um, God is funny, so I will preface this by saying, if I get emotional in the event that I do, um, I just got to go through it, you know. And for the people that don't know me, and over here on Facebook and uh, YouTube, I'm propping something underneath my laptop, so it's it's a little bit right because I, I it, I've been challenged here. Maybe that's a little bit better. Um, people that know me know that once upon a time I did not allow myself to feel anything, anything. My kids had never seen me cry, and mind you, my oldest is 28 and her dad my ex-husband and i my kid's dad and i have been what april will be 10 years separated and then um september will be 10 years divorced so my kids never saw me cry up until like maybe seven years ago because i was of the mindset that you just don't show emotion because emotion based on what we're taught is a sign of weakness. And it wasn't until I started doing research for my book, link in the bio, um, that I discovered that we have three different types of tears that we cry and they serve three different purposes. One of them is our basal tears, which that helps us rid the body of toxins and stuff. So all the crud that we inhale, ingest from our food that just hangs out in the body, we actually have tears that filters that crap out. And there are two other, and I said before, I was, I'm going to have to go to my book and find it. Um, so that way we can talk about the three types of tears. But anyway, so tears actually have, it's, they have therapeutic properties if we allow ourselves to feel through it. So if I get emotional while I'm talking about what I'm going to talk about, y'all just bear with me because it's part of the process. So I launched my podcast and was and super excited about it. It's like the biggest undertaking I have ever done outside of, you know, going to grad school and then starting my doctoral program and God pulling, yanking that out. And he's like, yeah, no, you don't need any more education for what I have for you to do. And mind you, because I'm a nerd and I love research, I was, I was in love with my doctoral program because it was research-based and researching educational psychology, which I thought was my focus for my career path. God said no. But today I found myself, um, like the reality of having a podcast hit and I started freaking out. And, and you know, and I have a couple things going on behind the scenes and I allowed those things to infiltrate my mind and put me in a very emotional space. One thing, if you're new here, one thing you will find about me is that I always, unlike other people, I share my process along this journey because none of us have arrived. I don't care who it is. We all have stuff that we're dealing with all of us. And I believe in sharing that because then you see, I'm no different than you. I just figured out how to navigate this maze called life. So, you know, I got in my own head, started freaking out and I'm just like, and then like the, the doubts that were planted last year when I started, cause my podcast was actually started a year ago on the 22nd, 21st or 22nd, it'll actually be a year. And I thought I'd set it to um, private because it wasn't published. Well, it was published and 43, 42 or 43 people viewed that first episode. And I was like, what? And mind you, I hadn't gone on there in a year because I listened to the people saying, well, you got to have this type of microphone. You need a Mac computer is the best for it. And then you got to have this device. So you have crystal clear sound. You got to do this, got to do that. And I freaked out and I was like, okay, so I can't do a podcast, despite the fact that God put it in my heart to do, 
I let other people talk me out of it because they were going for clout, whereas I do it as part of my purpose. Some people are doing it so they can get $10,000 paying clients. I'm doing it so I can help people. And yes, you know, people will want to work with me as a life coach as part of the process, but that's not the expressed purpose for it because God gave me a specific purpose to help people navigate their life BS to discover their potential and live a better life. So I let all these other people, then I started getting messages from people, girl, I know I got to connect for this and I got to connect for that. And I'm like, why the podcast don't seem like they're that, that, that difficult to start with these people. And I allowed them to get in my head. So I sat on it for a year, for a year and didn't think about it. Cause I was like, I didn't have the money to buy the mic. I didn't have the money to buy all this software. I did not have the money to buy a Mac computer. So I was like, oh, well, there went that. And then, and if, if you follow me for any amount of time, even though she has a lot of haters in the industry of network marketing, my, one of my mentors is Jesse Lee Ward because she speaks to my soul. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, she's this and she's that. And she's got, she shares and teaches for free because she has a desire to help people in this industry and in other businesses overcome their incompetencies. So that way they can reach their potential. So while I was sitting here, you know, thinking about these two issues that I'm dealing with, dealing about the fact that I launched this podcast, I started freaking out and I'm going to be on. And I sat there and I cried and I prayed. I said, God, what did I do? What am I supposed to do? I don't know if I'm ready for this. And he said, I told you to do it. So stop doubting yourself. Yes. Jesse Lee is, I love her. Um, and he told me to stop doubting myself. And I said, but, and he said, no, buts. And remember on Saturday, I talked about the God box. He sent me back to my God box and had me put two things in my God box. I said, okay, fine. I'm done with those. And then my daughter FaceTimed me and she and I talked and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. And I was like, you know what? Let me go get my, my yoga workout in and then get ready for my life. And then my 16 year old FaceTimed me and then the set, the 18 year old got on and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just not going to go live today. And God was like, and God don't cuss, but in my spirit, he's like, hell you're not because you made a commitment every day at noon, give or take 15 minutes or so, because I've got other Zooms and whatnot that I get on, but you made a commitment to get on and help my people. So you need to get over yourself. I go in the bathroom to get my shower and I open up. Now I have an Android for a business phone. And then my personal phone is an iPhone. And on my iPhone home screen up in the corner is the podcast widget. Who was in the podcast widget? Jesse Lee Ward. And the, the episode was about stopping self-sabotage. And I just had to laugh because I was on that telegram training on Sunday and was listening to it. And then today here, God brought it right back, right back, full circle. And I listened to it again and realized that I was getting in my own way. Hey, from Jersey, I was getting in my own way, thinking about all of these ridiculous what if scenarios. You know, what if nobody listens? What if nobody supports you? What if nobody follows you? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I was procrastinating because I allowed all of these scenarios that haven't even played out yet to run amok in my head and God had to check me. And I was just like, okay, fine. And then listening to that episode, which is about self-sabotage, you know, I had to be real with myself about, I know I'm qualified because I have all kinds of experience in all kinds of different places. And I've overcome some things that should have broken me, but did not. 
and realizing God put me through all, he allowed me to go through all of that. So that way I could help other people come out of their stuff. And here I am doubting myself, procrastinating and second guessing myself because of what I'm thinking other people are going to say or do or not do well, what qualifies you? Because I've had people, you know, jump in my DM. How can you, you know, help married people when you're divorced? Easy, because I made mistakes and I could tell you what not to do and tell you things that I wish I would have known that somebody would have taught me. So I'm qualified to coach people on how to have a good relationship with their spouse or significant other. And then probably as we're talking, point out some things that they're not even aware of that they need to focus on. So when God qualifies you, you don't need the peanut gallery to validate anything you say, anything you do, because they're either going to like you or they ain't. And whoever ain't for you just ain't for you. And that's just the reality of it. And we have to accept that. And I had to get out of my own way and say, you know, God put it on my heart yesterday of all days to, and it came like out of nowhere. Go up on there, log in. I didn't even know if I'd remember the darn login information. And here it was saved to my laptop to log in and get this, get the podcast updated and and officially launched. And I did it and I was excited. And then I woke up, I went to sleep and I woke up. And how many of you have been that way? You've been so pumped about something. And then after you've had time to sit and think about it, you freak yourself out because you start your mind just starts working overtime and you start leaning into your own will and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god stop doing that because if you have a specific purpose you're supposed to carry out god's going to send the people who need what you have doesn't matter cuz the other thing you know i was thinking was that there are other people talking about what i'm talking about but then God said, but they're not talking about it from your perspective because they've not gone through what you've gone through. And there are certain people, those people can't reach because you can speak to their heart. You can speak to their soul. So he likes, he gave me a serious gut check and I was like, okay, 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 okay. Put the two things in my God box. I even tried to journal it. I couldn't even journal it because once it goes in the God box, you're supposed to like cancel it out of your mind. You don't think about it because when you think about it, that means you're taking it back and you're saying, okay, well, I don't believe you're going to do X, Y, or Z. So I put it in the God box. I was like, okay, fine. That's done. Now, what about this other thing? You can only do what you can do. And we prevent ourselves from doing a lot of what we need to be doing because of all those what if scenarios. We sabotage our greatness because we compare ourselves to what other people are doing or have done or might say or might do. And it comes down to who gives a F about it. Because at the end of the day, are they paying your bills? No. At the end of the day, you know, are they calling you up, giving you pep talks on those days that you need somebody to give you a pep talk? Like my girlfriend, you know, messaged me and told me to snap out of it. She said, Denise, snap out of it. And I was like, but, and she said, snap out of it. Those are the type of friends that I love. And they're very, very few. There's only two friends in my life. My daughter won't speak to me that frankly. She just says, mom, just trust the process. Just trust the process. Just trust the process. But we get in our own way trying to think 10 steps ahead when you're just supposed to take that first step and keep moving. You don't have to have it all figured out. You know, it took a Jesse Lee podcast for me to actually launch. That's what it was to launch my um, my podcast. I listened to an episode last week and she was going through the checklist of all the things that people know they're supposed to do that we don't do because we're afraid of being successful in it. Because especially, you know, I come from the hood. I was born and raised in projects. You know, my life has been riddled with poverty and literally clawing my way up when a lot of people got stuck in, they get stuck in that crabs in a bucket mentality. And when them crabs start pulling them down, they fall back down because they're like, you know what? Maybe they're right. I was not that. And I clawed my way out, clawed my way out. And it took Jesse Lee being that voice in my ear, 
if you listened to one of my lives last week, you heard me talk about the voices in your ear and you need to be mindful of who is programming your thinking. If they're negative, you need to get rid of them. If they're not doing you any good, you need to get rid of them. And I had to cancel and delete all of those negative thoughts I was thinking because I can only control what I do. I can't control what anybody else does. I can't control the people. I mean, there are people, they're like 44, 44% and out of like 43, that's a small number. But anyway, 44% of the people who viewed that episode that I didn't even know was live were from Germany. You have, there were like 56% in the US and the rest of them were for Germany. And it's like, what? And I think that kind of freaked me out too. Cause I'm like, oh my God, there are people around the world listening to me. And they probably kept coming back to see if I uploaded anything else. And I didn't even know that was live. Now there are six episodes. Tomorrow I'll add another one. So every morning I'll upload another episode and that's how that'll keep growing. And, you know, people will follow. And then I discovered what I need to do on YouTube to unlock, you know, having a customized URL for YouTube. So, hey, Danny Lou from, from the London UK. She's over here on Instagram and I've got, you know, some Jersey folks over here in the house. Um, my friend lost his car, so I named him Carlo. <laughs> well, you know what? I can't, I can laugh, but I can't. Cause my youngest brother's name is Carlos with a K after Karl Marx. Cause my dad was very, my dad was a, a black Panther back in his day. Um, but we need to get out of our own way and do what we know we were put here to do. We don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. I just keep taking steps and trusting that what God placed in my heart is going to come out the way that it needs to come out. And I always, before I do any live, I always say, God, whoever needs to hear this, please put this in their path and give me the words to say. I'm not scripted, not scripted at all, because I, I desire to speak from the heart. So that way you see me as a person just like you, because I'm no different. I just navigate, figured out how to navigate this life maze. And it trips me out a lot of the times, like today it did, because I procrastinated because I, I, I was afraid, afraid that, you know what, maybe people would like what I have to say. Maybe more people would share the things that I have to say. Maybe, just maybe, you know, in what, two, three, four years time, I'll have over a million subscribers. Who knows? But all of those scenarios that haven't even happened yet started playing in my head and getting the best of me until God said, yeah, no. He cornered me in the shower. I was like, yeah, no, nope, 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 nope. We're not doing this. We are so not doing this. So what I would say to you is sit back, get out a piece of paper. I have paper all over the place, like literally sticky notes, the teacher in me, I tell you. Get out a piece of paper and start writing down all of the, the behaviors that trigger you to self-sabotage and why. For me, my procrastination was because I was freaked out by the leap I took because I didn't think about it in the moment. I just did it. Sometimes you just need to do it. Just jump all in. Don't worry about the ifs, ands, or buts, because it's none of your business anyway. Um, on on a post, my last post on Instagram, I let, I put in there, which is one of my affirmations, my dreams and goals are coming into reality. How they will get done is not my business. That's God's business. And as soon as we get out of our own way and acknowledge that there's a higher being in control of everything, it makes it easier for us to do what we need to do to affect change on a bigger level. And that's what my desire is. He put that in my heart at a very young age and I didn't understand it. Now I get it. Now I get it. And there are there days that I don't want to show up? Absolutely are. But I made a commitment. And if I flake out on God, he's, you know, he can sit back there and be like, yep, nope. 
because this is what you were supposed to do. And you think I'm going to do all this and, and, you know, rain down blessings in your life. And you can't even do what I tasked you to do because you're too preoccupied with stuff outside of your control. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way because it is so not serving you. And to somebody listening to this, there's something that you know you're supposed to do. And you've let all the peanut gallery dictate do, whether you start moving in that direction to do it or you're going to join the peanut gallery. Because the peanut gallery are the people who don't have the balls to do what you've been tasked to do because you can do it better than they can because it was put in you to do. And that'll go over somebody's head. Stop worrying about people and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Haters are going to hate regardless. I have them and I laugh at them. And on a, on a day where I'm like um, in a real sarcastic mood, the sarcastic part of me comes out and I turn it into a joke because people can only do what you allow them to. And if you allow them to stop you from being great, you ain't got nobody to, to blame but yourself, but yourself, but yourself. We all go through crap in life. We need to learn how to navigate our crap. So that way that crap doesn't keep us stuck in places we ain't got no business being in. And when you get to that level, you have peace of mind. The stuff that people say to you, you just like, and it, and it like oil, like water on your back, just rolls off. And you find out who is really for you and who really isn't for you. My circle is very, very small, very small. When I started my spiritual journey and when COVID hit, a lot of people fell off. And I was freaked out about that too. And was like, but God, what's wrong with me? Nothing. They can't go with you to the level I'm taking you because they can't handle what you're about to do. And they can't. The things that God shows me, and that's why he, he will only show you bits and pieces of your purpose. Because if he shows you the big picture, you're going to be like I was today. You're going to be freaked out and you're going to procrastinate and drag your feet, kicking them rocks and be like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know about all that. So he gives you bits and pieces because that's all our, our finite minds can handle. If he gave us the whole download, it would freak you out. Some of y'all probably go laying, go in the corner, sucking your thumb somewhere. Cause you're like, yeah, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Or it'll chase you back into some situation you came out of because that's comfortable and you know what to expect. When you take a faith walk, you have no idea what to expect. And that's the whole purpose for a faith walk. Stop sabotaging your greatness. And I'm just grateful to Jesse Lee for being that voice in my head today because I needed that. I needed it because I was just like, whoo, you know, I don't feel like it. I'm, I, I just, I'll pick up tomorrow where I left off yesterday. And, and you made a commitment. You told me that if I got you out of these, this thing, this situation, and this, and I'm talking years ago, I told God, if you remove, if you, um, I'm trying to think of exactly what it was. Cause it was like my very first God encounter. Um, I, I asked him, or I told him, if you deliver me from this, I promise that I will help to help other people come out from under their storm, their rain cloud. And that's what I've done. That's my purpose. Not everybody's not going to vibe with me and that's fine. Everybody's not going to vibe with you either. And that's perfectly fine. They're not supposed to, you're not supposed to fit in everywhere because we're not cookie cutter people. And we've bought into this mindset that we have to fit in order to have meaning. You have meaning because you are. If you woke up today, that means one, you've not discovered your purpose and your life has meaning because somebody didn't wake up somewhere today. And that's just that. Why are you always coming up on my For You page but never? I have no idea because I don't even know you. If you follow me, I'll go and I'll interact on your feed. My people over here on um, on TikTok, you know. So that's 
what I wanted to come on here and say. Be you, do you, and don't care about what anybody else says. Because like a butt hole, everybody's got an opinion and they're going to exercise it. And they're going to criticize you because like I said, you have the courage to do what they don't. If God gave you a voice, use it. I use mine. If you were to meet me in real life, I am so not talked to. I'm the most quietest person because I'm introvert and I will fade to the background. I do not like being the center of attention. I do not. I don't need to be like up here and you'll find me somewhere in the shadow, sitting on a chair, watching everybody and then having conversations, especially if my daughter's with me and we're people watching together and be like, so that's what she's dealing with. Cause I can see things that people don't want other people to see which is what helps me be an effective coach. So I'm sitting in the shadows watching. And I might even have a book. If my purse is big enough, nine times out of 10, I got a book in it and got my glasses because I got to, you know, I've been wearing glasses since I was 12 to read. So I'll have a book with a pen because I I underline and I write notes in the margin because I'm such a nerd. So be you whatever your purpose is. And if you don't know what it is, it's up to you to figure out. (laughs) Read. No, 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 no. Um, Well, no, see, all I got to do is look at the situation. Then I read, read that because the energy in the room, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Who is that over here? Wait, it's Steve. That's a whole other topic for conversation, Mr. Steve. Um, But if you don't know what you're what you were put on this planet to do, that is your task. The worst thing you could do is live out the rest of your days being complacent where you are. God put specific gifts and talents in each of us. Because he said they need you need to go and do this and this and this and this and this and you going to do that and that's why I say we're not cookie cutter people. We're not supposed to fit in with everybody. I don't fit anywhere and have known that since I was nine years old. And now that I'm an adult, I understand why. I don't want to fit in everywhere because everybody that smiles in your face is not a friend. I've been stabbed in the back more times than I care to count by people who call themselves a friend. I'm, I love, you know, I miss the beach because I'm from the East Coast where you can get in a car and drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to a beach. Miss Wig Advice, go ahead, ask me a question. Go ahead. Um, Or you can DM me or, right, that's, yes, the beach, because I'm a Scorpio, so I'm a water sign, and I love the water. I can't, I I mean, I can doggy paddle, because I ain't going to drown, but I love the water. Oh, I just love the water. but I'm waiting for someone to write something over here on TikTok for me to address. So just bear with me. Um, but that's all I want to say. Whatever, If you don't know what your purpose is, go figure out what sets your soul on fire. That is your, that's a homework assignment. Sit down and start journaling. And before you start writing, ask. Please give me guidance on what it is that I'm supposed to do. And you probably already know because you're already good at something. Um, oh, geez, girl. Okay, so I've been with my partner for 12 years and I, lo- I love him and I'm no longer in love. How can I let him know? You need to just be honest with him. I've told him, but he doesn't want to accept it. Okay, it's probably in how you told him. And also probably because you've got some trauma from way back here that's blocking you from being completely open with him. Um, But you just have to be honest. You know, what is it that you, what is it that that's changed between the two of you? And I don't know. Okay, there she is. She's still there. What is it that's changed between the two of you? Okay, while she responds to that. No sound. 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Why is there no sound? Okay. And the, that's just putting my finger up in there. Let's see. No, I don't want to pause it. Let's see. Let me turn this on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Can you hear me now, Erica? And here nobody said anything. Well, no, because Danny Lou said something. Um, he is a oh, oh, well, that's different. He's not going to, he's not gonna accept that. He's not gonna accept that. What you're gonna, huh? I don't know what's going on here. Well, well, hold on, TikTok and Facebook. And let me see. Let me go out and come back in because my volume is up and the let's see. That's okay. So let me go. Let me, let me end this and then I'll come back in. All right. Because this is going to help them to, um, TikTok, but I'll, I'll, I'll address that. I didn't realize this was going to turn. Um, let me see. Let me see. Um, Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go back up in here and go live again. Okay, take two. Okay, Miss um Miss Wig Queen, do you want to come on live and we can have a conversation? Let's see if she's if she um agrees to do that. Danny Lou, can you can you hear me now? Abs absolutely no judgment, girl. What am I going to judge you on? Being human, trying to get help for something that I can definitely okay, perfect. That I can definitely help you with because I jeez, let me turn on my fan. I was married to a narcissist. I dated one. I dated two of them until I dug into why I was attracting them. So if you want to come on, you know, submit a request and I'll bring you on and we can have a conversation. I didn't realize that this was going to turn into a coaching thing, but that's perfectly fine. Oh, okay. So yeah, we can't do that. Cause yeah. Okay. So then. Oh, told my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. And see, and kids know. Okay. So then this is what I'll tell you. So with narcissists, they're never wrong ever, 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 ever. It's always your fault. They will have you thinking that you're the crazy one. So he probably told you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. He probably told you that he's the best that you can do, that nobody will want you. And that you're crazy in some way. They will say anything to keep you there because they don't want anybody else to have you. Because they, they see in you what they can't appreciate. And if they believe they can beat you down mentally, then they've already won. Which is why so many people stay stuck in narcissistic relationships for years and years and years. I was with my ex-husband for 18 and a half years. We were married for 12 until I had the courage to get up and leave. And they don't know that their behavior is narcissistic because they, narcissists and, oh gosh, okay, so here we go. Y'all taking me back to grad school. So a narcissist is someone who was brought up, raised by a domineering, controlling, or abusive person. Okay, just hold on, hold on. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. And when they grow up, they're always being criticized and sometimes beaten, mentally abused, called all kinds of names. So you got the mental abuse, verbal abuse, and all that. So they become adults. They become. Uh, they they're empowered in controlling situations because. As a kid, they couldn't tell their parent to go to go F off. 
but I can control people or try to, or seek out weak-minded people to control. The first dude, yeah, the first dude that I dated after my divorce, straight narcissist. And he is, I want to say next, he's got like maybe another year before he'll retire from the military. Um, and he tried to convince me to send my kids back to their dad because he didn't want to be a dad to my kids, but he wanted me to be a mom to his kids. And I was like, yeah, that we're a package deal. So if you can't have all of us, then you don't get any of us. And for the longest time up through what 2020 up through COVID, he kept trying to come back in to see if my mind had changed. And that's typically what, um, that's the way you're, yeah. Um, he would, you know, have me convinced, well, you know, you're smart and you're this and you're that, and we'd be so good together, blah, 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 blah. But then me being me, he had a whole fiance and he tried to convince me that he didn't Tried to convince me that he was in love with me and this and that. And the other thing, a narcissist doesn't know how to love somebody because everything is one-sided with them. They uh, is depending upon how bad it is. They're incapable of feeling anything because it's all about them. And if you're not giving them all the attention, then there's a problem. So in your instance, I would not start anything new until you get rid of the old, because you are taking that old energy and bringing it to whoever you found right now. You just need to sit down with him and be honest and do it from a place of how would you like someone to speak to you? You, you tell them, you know, we've been together 12 years and we've gone through so many different things together. And I've been, I've felt like this. Tell them how you felt. How has he made you feel? Give examples because they don't remember anything that they do. Give examples and just say, you know, where I'm going in life or how, with how much I've grown as a person because in 12 years, you grow a lot, you mature a lot. I just don't see us going past this point. So, and I would, I don't know what your situation is, but I would honestly suggest that you start making plans for your exit strategy. Because depending on whether or not he's violent or not, you don't know how he's going to react because they don't behave. He's going to react to whatever you say. And he's going to try to spin it back on you and say that you're the problem because they don't see anything that they do is wrong. Yes. Just like Steve said, build the savings that he doesn't know. Start planning out your exit. So that way, when you have this conversation, if he leaves, you can start, you call your, your crew. Yo, he's gone. Come on, let's go. That way, when he comes home, you're gone and you change your number. You tell your, you, you put the, the fear of God in your, the people closest to you that are mutual friends or even cut off those friendships because you don't want him to know where you are with this guy that I dated. He wasn't violent or anything, but I, and I thought I'd blocked him and deleted him from my phone and I didn't. And he called, had a kid with somebody wanted me to help him raise his kid. Talk, we can get married. And this now is like, I can't say what I would say because it's just not appropriate, but it began with the letter. And I say, you must be out of your mind. Absolutely out of your mind. You need to go back to whatever chicken head you got knocked up and y'all raise this kid together. And I, I said that in those exact words, cause I don't cuss. And I had to remind him how he treated me and how if he really saw a future with me, he would have stepped up to be the man that I needed and that my kids needed instead of going and doing the things that he did, saying the things that he said, you know, and just trying to flip the script on me. And then he blocked me because I was like, yeah, no, that's not how we're doing it in this year or any other year. Whole new Denise is on the block. So once he did that, I blocked him, deleted his number from my phone. They will talk about you. 
Yes, to your own. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely will. Yes, they will. See, Steve know what he's talking about. He will have them thinking that you are the reason why the relationship didn't work because their whole expressed intent is to twist your words to fit their twisted thought process to make you look like the villain and them look like the victim when it's the total opposite. Oh, girl, 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 start planning your exit because unless he sees that there's an issue with him and gets help, this is just going to get worse and you'll be there another 12 years. And then the next thing you know, you'll be putting somebody else's life in danger because of this person, because they're very possessive too. Very possessive, very possessive. So um, let's see, build the savings account, put, start stockpiling your money, Stop, start stockpiling your money. Be very careful the way you word it and have someone with you. And absolutely, you know, you can't just, the one thing that we women make the mistake of is we talk to men like we talk to our girlfriends and we cannot do that because they don't respond to that. You literally have to revert back to elementary school using I feel statements. That's why I said, you know, when you have the conversation, you say, you know, in the beginning, this is what it was. And this is how I felt. And then these things started happening and they made me feel like this. And where I am now, this is not the way I want to continue my life. He can't get defensive because you didn't place the blame. You just expressed your truth in love. And you showed him grace because you could have said, you did this, 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 and this, but that's not going to get you anywhere. If you learn how to master using I am statement or I feel statements, he can't come back and say, and he'll try, but realistically he can't say, well, she came and accused me of this and this and this and this and this. No, this is how it was. This is how it made me feel. And then these things started happening. And this is how I feel now. I cannot continue to live like this. And we've had conversations about what we can do to move past it. Nothing's, nothing's happened. I cannot, I can't live like this anymore. And then exit. And like Steve said, have somebody with you, have somebody with you, have somebody with you want a narcissist love your soul is going to feel that it does because they have when we interact with other people especially on a relational level we take on their energy and people a lot of people don't like to talk about that because they think that you know when they we start talking energy this and energy that that it's this new age thing no we were we're energy everything is energy my clothes are energy. This laptop is energy. These phones, iPad, all energy. When we interact with another person, depending upon their energetic state, their mindset, how they feel, you know, whether or not they're working through stuff or they're blaming other people for the stuff that they go through, we take that on. And you have to work to shed all of that because that's where soul ties happen because we are energetically entwined with other people and we just go from one situation to the next situation and we don't deal with the energy of that old situation and carry that energy into the new situation and then wonder why it ain't working out, which is why I'm a proponent for instead of relationship hopping. That's why I said, put your thing on pause because you don't want to get someone else intertwined in this issue until you've major exit. I tell people, sit with yourself. You know, what did you do to contribute to the relationship being what it is? How could you, what could you have done differently? What will you do differently the next time around? So that way you don't make the same mistakes that you made and you're not carrying that old baggage into a new relationship. Because when you don't deal with that old stuff and you just say, oh, we're done and go into this, you're carrying all of the BS from that last relationship, the one before that, the one before that, the one before that. And then you've got all that, that energy just sitting there and it's affecting the new relationship. 
and because it's so heavy and I'm, and have you ever, you know, been around people and you can just feel either the tension or the anxiety or their fear, or you've been in, in, you know, the company of people who are, they emit so much love that it's just like this love fest and peace. The same thing happens when we carry that energy from every situation we've been in. You got to deal with that stuff first. Um, uh, let me see, because Steve is saying a whole lot of stuff over here. Um, mama's boy. Well, no, because you were something in your spirit told you, just knew that the way that your dad, my son did it you know, when, when I was with my ex-husband, um, be very, the words build savings. Um, my mom is emotionally damaged, believing the thing said to her, doesn't know what to do. She needs to seek help. That's what I do. Help people come out of that because I was emotionally damaged and I didn't have anybody to help me navigate all that. You know, I went to counseling and all that stuff, um, but they didn't really know how to help me because they were approaching me like they approached every other person that they counseled. And every person is different. Every situation is different. And you have to dig below the surface to bring up all that crud. It's almost like a, a pimple. If you, you remember being a teenager and that kid having you know, the crazy acne had the red spots and then the white, the white heads and then the black heads. You got to dig into that white head to get all the, the crud out that caused it in order for it to heal. Same thing with um, dealing with emotional damage. My dad got my mom on a concern. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm glad you're in. I'm glad you're in therapy. Not all men are your dad. Not all men are your dad. So you have to judge one. Like the Bible says, try the spirit by the spirit. Pay attention to people's energy, and so many people dismiss that. People come preloaded with energy based on their life experiences. Some of that energy you're you can you're just like, yeah, no, I'm not no, 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 because that just feels nasty. And you just leave them where they stand. Oftentimes we ignore those feelings because we want to be accepted by those people. Pay attention to your intuition. God gave it to us for a reason. If it don't feel right, it ain't right. And don't don't allow what your dad did to you to prevent you from having good relationships with men. Cause there are some good dudes out there. There are some dudes out there that went through the same thing that you went through and they, they don't know how to navigate that. So they compartmentalize it more. There are more men who commit suicide are drug addicts and alcoholics compared to women because they don't have the outlets. Yeah. They know they can go to counseling, but they don't want to be judged or ridiculed for going to counseling. Cause that's deemed feminine. That's what the women do. Counseling helps anybody, anybody. You just have to approach it with an open heart and be willing to put that stuff to rest. Um, it's what, you know, yes. And it is so wig queen. Yes, it's hard, but it is not impossible. I've overcome it and I don't attract narcissists anymore because I did the work in me and I'm, I'd be willing to bet that somewhere in your life, either one of your one of your parents and not an uncle, grandparent, you there's a narcissist there. So you learned how to navigate that behavior. And that is what contributed to you attracting this person 12 years ago. It took you time to learn all that. And a lot of it was just us watching the, the way people did, listening to the things people said around us. And we take all of that on. That's why I'm, I always, always, always tell people when we were kids, we couldn't control it. As an adult, we can control all of that. You just have to give yourself permission to feel your way through it. Because yes, it's hard, but it is not impossible. Yes, it's going to hurt. 
But what's on the other side of that hurt is so much more better than what you feel now. And it will open you up because you said you found your soulmate. You can't fully love that person until you fix those parts of yourself and start loving those parts of yourself. So that way you can show up in your full glory and experience a healthy, honest love. It took me 10 years to figure that out. And it was not easy at all, at all, it was not easy. And it took time and it was a lot of crying, a lot. And I would suggest you getting a journal or a notebook and start writing your thoughts and feelings down because once you do that, other stuff is going to come out that you haven't thought about in years. And then you just keep exploring those things, asking yourself why, 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 why? And be honest, the stuff that comes up is not gonna feel good but you have to feel your way through it if you want to come up out of it. Um, well, then you need to get with me behind the scenes then, Miss Wig Queen. Um, and maybe we can work together and I can help you navigate that. Because it's it seems, because remember I started this by saying, you know, we have all those what-if scenarios in our head and we're trying to control all that stuff and you can't in the healing process you definitely can't control because i went from not showing emotion to for a period of time crying all the time at anything and i'm like what the heck is going on with me i had to shed some stuff that was not it didn't feel good stuff that had been suppressed for years and years and years and years that came up so now if something comes up and it it makes me emotional i feel my way through it if it means crying i cry i just don't allow myself to get stuck with it so we need to talk then behind the scenes and see um your mom needs your mom needs to talk to somebody too um steve she needs to unload that because your relationship with her is a codependent one and that's not that's not healthy for either one of you you have your own life to live and that's contributing to your feeling of not being able to trust another man because you have your issues from your dad you have what you witnessed him and your mom go through and then you're still hearing what she's going through so you can't come out of that until she you set that boundary don't be afraid to set a boundary with your mom mom i love you but i'm working on myself in this area right now i cannot i would suggest you go and do the same find somebody to talk to because this is not healthy for the either one of us she's you're in you're in counseling and she's hindering your healing and your growth because she's that victim in your ear doesn't mean that you love her any less it means that you're taking a stand to love you because if you can't love you you can't give your mom the support she needs so don't be afraid to set that boundary with her judging um she has to want it she has to want it she has to want it but i have a feeling though that if you set that boundary with her and you stick and it has to be firm you can't be loosey-goosey with it once you set it whenever she crosses it you have to have a consequence so if she calls you for instance and she starts in with something after you've set that boundary Mom, I can't talk to you right now. You know, when when you can have a conversation with me without bringing that up, then you can call. It's going to hurt, yes, because that's your mom and you love her. But she needs to know that you're serious about the work you're doing on yourself. And if that happens enough, it's going to push her to start working on her stuff. Okay, go to the link in my bio and to get so that way you can get on my calendar. Um, they want you to be financially dependent on them to make you, oh, absolutely. That's, I mean, when people think of abuse, they think of physical abuse. There's emotional abuse, mental, emotional, verbal abuse. I endured every level of abuse. Financial abuse is very, very real, very real. I would go without because I would be put in a position where I would have to go to my ex-husband's um, place of employment because he was self-employed to ask for money. And when I did, I would be humiliated. 
humiliated. So it got to the point where I just stopped asking. I just went without. And then it got to the point where, you know, when I started working my part-time job, I would, you know, keep a few dollars and away. So that way, if I needed something or my kids needed something, there was a little bit of money stashed away and I didn't have to go to him. And now it's like a running joke. Like if my kids, you know, text me, my boys, cause I have, I have four kids, you know, my younger two are 18 and 16. And if they ask for something, their dad, like in the background, you know, jokingly, your mom got a stash somewhere. Cause she always got money because I got tired of being financially dependent. And I knew the only way that was going to change was if I took matters in my own hands, started stashing money away for, for that rainy day, that proverbial rainy day. Um, see, I don't see. Yes. Yeah, see, and that's, and it makes me wonder, Steve, how long have you been in, in counseling? Because you shouldn't still be having a lot of those things. And I would even suggest for you that you start writing those things down. When when trigger when something triggers a thought or a feeling, dig into it because there's something deeper there that is obvious, obviously not being dealt with in counseling. And like I said, a lot of counselors don't know how to dig below the surface to get to the root in order to help you dig it up work through it and heal from it. They deal with everything on a textbook level. That's why when I was in grad school, I did not go the clinical psychology route because I wanted to study the behavior of a person. So that way, the things that they say, I can ask certain questions or say certain things that are going to dig below the surface. So they start bringing stuff up. And I did not realize that I was doing that until my youngest brother was like, because my brothers call me boom. And they're like, boom, you have this uncanny way of getting people to talk about their stuff without asking them to talk about their stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's all in how you word it. And a lot of therapists are not willing to do that because it requires effort, which is why I struggled, you know, when I was working with a business coach, when I, when I first announced that I was going to be a life coach because the trauma part, if you don't heal the trauma, you can't fix anything else because your trauma dictates how you talk to people, the way you behave, the way you show up, oftentimes even the way you dress and the people that you choose to be a mate is all unconsciously done. That's why you got to dig into, you got to dig into it and it's not pleasant. And a lot of therapists don't want to do that because it requires too much. And they're like, we only got an hour. So I would, you know, let me see what other comments. Um, yes, go to my link. I have a lot of um, freebies there. You know, I have the link to, so six, at the six month mark, you really shouldn't have that many triggers. You really should not be having that many triggers. Some things will still come up because it takes with, with certain trauma, it takes time to come out from under it, but it should not take six months to deal with, with yeah, with, with that. Um, can't accept it from the words. Yeah, see. Yeah, see. And that's what I said. A lot of um, a lot of therapists are not willing to do that type of work because it, it requires going to, to a place, even within themselves, that they don't want to tap into because it's going to trigger something in them. And then they become less effective to help with you. So that's that's that. Um, so yeah. And your mom is, she just needs, she needs to, you know, she needs to get her own help. She needs to get some help. So that way you and she can have a good relationship. You don't want this, um, trauma to be that barrier between the two of you. Cause I've gone through that between my mom and I, you know, and now that she's not here, I understand her perspective and things better 
but she didn't want to let go of the past in order for her and I to have a good relationship. So, but that's that. Um, click the link in my bio and, you know, and schedule some time and we can chat and decide, you know, if I'd be a good fit. And for those of you that, um, you see, you should not still, there's just, yeah. Uh-uh. Well, you can't be your baby because you're not her baby anymore. You're a grown up and she needs to be a grown up and own and own where she's at and be accountable for coming out of it. She's relying on you as a crutch. And that is prohibiting you from showing up as your best self and becoming who you are as a person. So yeah, that can't, you have to set that boundary. If not, you're not going to be fulfilled in anything you do. And especially if you're, if you have a relationship with a significant other, that kind of toxicity is going to be more of a, it's going to, that would be like the, um, the breaking point for that person. Cause your mom is relying too much, too heavily on you for what she should be doing with or for herself. Um, and then that's how it is. That's, that's exactly how it is. You know, that's why when we, a lot of stuff that we think we've dealt with comes out when we're in relationship with other people, something they say, something they do. That's why every person that we encounter in life serves a purpose for us. And you have to be open to the lessons that they come in life to teach because that's going to help you heal and grow. Every encounter that we've had over the course of our life was purposed and serves a purpose. So many people just don't view it from the perspective of what can I learn from this situation? Because if you open your heart and your mind up to learn, to see the lesson and learn it, regardless of how much it hurts, it makes it that much easier for you to overcome your thing, your stuff. So, and then you're 28. Yes, see, and you're at that age. You cannot become an, a hermit, Steve. You cannot become a hermit because of this. You you can't allow it to paralyze you, and that's what it seems like it's doing. So and so yeah. So you you mm -mm. you got to come out from under that. And the first step is setting that boundary with your mom. She's not gonna like it. She's gonna test it, and you have to be firm. And you got to have the strength. You got to have the strength. Yeah. See, so that, yeah. So, so you, you know, it's just a matter of really, really knowing and then doing the do, which is not always comfortable. So this went like a lot longer than I thought. And I'm grateful for my people over on TikTok because normally when I come over here, you know, it, everywhere's crickets and I do these lives. And then like I, this served as pop-up coaching too, that was unexpected. I do these things so that way I can help other people come out from their stuff. Because as we discovered over here, a lot of you can, and I'm not knocking counselors or therapists because there are some good ones out there. They just go about things the not right way. If that came out right, um, which is why, you know, God put it on me to instead of being a life coach and just slapping a Band-Aid on people's issues, to be a trauma life coach, to help them dig into those things so that way they can heal from them, grow from them, and discover their best self in the process. Because that best self is there, it's clawing, trying to get it get out. And it's it's being suppressed by all that stuff that we're that we keep holding on to because we don't know what to do with it. So Thank you, Steve and Miss Wig Queen, um, for your questions. And I typically do these, which I see now that there was a reason why I was later. Um, I typically do these at noon and then do pop-up coachings once a week on any given day. So set your reminders, notifications, so that way when you see pop-up coaching pop-up, you'll know to jump on. And however many questions I can answer in 30 minutes. 
Um, so thank you, uh, Steve, over here on TikTok and then the Wig Queen for sharing your very personal experiences to let me help you walk that through. And I hope I was helpful to some degree, you know, because it's my goal to leave the people that follow me and trust me with their stuff better than when I found them. Oh, see, ADHD. <laughs> so that, so you have that going too. All right. So have an amazing, amazing, amazing rest of your night. I'll be back tomorrow at noon. Um, it's at noon because I'm trying to think it's Wednesday and I don't think there's a Zoom um, until my training at one. So I'll be back at noon tomorrow to talk about whatever God puts on my heart to talk about. So again, thank you for tuning in. Head to the link in my bio for, you know, meditations, motivational speeches. Um, the link to my podcast is there. Um, this will be uploaded to my podcast tomorrow. So that way you can listen back um, to it. And we talk about anything pertaining to love, life, parenting, and business. So it's all encompassing. And then like health and wellness stuff. Um you were very helpful. It's not a wait. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm hoping that, you know, that if you feel compelled that, you know, we can work together to move through some of that stuff because you're still stuck. And I don't, and I'd be willing to bet you during your sessions, you're probably only asking the superficial questions and not providing additional information <laughs> to them. Because that's what people tend to do because it's all about, you know, being comfortable sharing those parts of you because they're very uh, raw and vulnerable. So, well, thank you very much, Steve. So I'll end on that note. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. My folks over here on Instagram that hung out for a little bit longer than usual. And then those of you over here on Facebook and YouTube that will watch this back later or listen to it on the podcast. So have an amazing night and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Goodbye, Steve. Have a good one.